Hello and welcome to You Like the Worst Stuff. Off the top, we're saying goodbye to Marvel's Avengers. Tony Sadowski. In many ways, we never really said hello to Marvel's Avengers. Joe Foreman. And we are definitely saying hello to Marvel's Disney's Jared Leto's Tron. Space paranoid more like sex pestinoid. I'm Joe Haygood, and this is episode 474. The stuff you like is bad. The stuff we like is worse. You like the worst stuff. The pop culturally questionable podcast. Worsting it up since 2011. Press start in three, two, one. So this week in questionable pop culture, uh, Foreman, you sent us a little link. This Stephen week. Totillo, uh, formerly of uh, every uh, <laughs> say everything, everything, every game website that would that would uh, have him, um, shared a uh, summary of a GDC poll, specifically focused on harassment. And it, it, there's, I mean, it, it's exactly what you'd expect that some people say, yes, my company took care of it. Some people say, no, my company did nothing, even though fans were harassing developers and and brigading streams and Lord knows what else, sending death threats on Twitter and, and, and whatnot. Um, but one of the things that caught my eye down near the end was um, some quotes from some developers. And, and of course, you know, they're saying this, unnamed unnamed developer um because you know maybe they would get in trouble for even talking like this but but the quote from an unnamed developer was we also need to stop inviting the community to be part of the family you're part of the conversation you get to offer an opinion but you don't get to demand everything goes your way now and that 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 struck me yeah that's that's a pretty bold statement to make but i i i'm glad i guess that person's glad they're anonymous (laughs) right yeah yeah if there was a name associated with that that they they would have had to move move states by now they'd have proven the point of this survey again and again yeah (laughs) yeah but this is one of the things that we've talked about and fans have talked about for forever um but i know i brought it up here we brought up here in the podcast multiple times that like there is way too much brown nosing from video game publishers mainly you know like like phil spencer's recent speech where he's oh gosh it's so, people find such joy in games and gamers have so much to offer and uh, watch out for cancel culture but the gamers have so much together and oh everything is oh we just love each other and, and that constant ass kissing has for for decades now has now created uh, fans who think that they're they're, they're executive producers but in and, this in this you know, social media landscape that's been around for the last, you know, long right. time. Very, very easy to feel like you're an it, executive it producer. Is. And, and, you know, all of us <laughs> have written for gaming websites and, you know, outlets over time. There is this ongoing drive still to welcome the community in so that they can evangelize for you, especially now with the, you know, the explosion of streamer culture. We want people to be crowing about our stuff and feel like they are insiders and that they do have an ownership stake in it. And right. there's a dark side to that. Yeah, it's just naked marketing. Oh, absolutely. Um, but uh, people fall for it and then get convinced that they know better than anybody, you know, how a game needs to go. I I, I, I posted this on Twitter and had, had somebody uh, gently try to argue with me about it. I didn't really want to engage too deeply. But, like, their position was, yes, of course, harassment is bad. But what are players supposed to do when developers change stuff for the worse? 
And like my response, and I, I didn't want to get into a fight with this this person, but I'm like, well, then you don't play that game anymore. Right. You, like, you don't you, buy go it. Go do something else. Or you say it's bad and you move on with yeah. your life. Yeah, you say, you say the game sucks and you never play it again. And go, go, this, there, There's no shortage of things to do. And so I'm wondering, like, where else does this manifest? You know, like, like, like you're watching a TV show and it's bad. I, I, I can tell you right now, this has been happening for decades with Star Wars. And the fans saying like that, you know, getting mad at George Lucas is like, yeah, you don't own, right. Star, you don't own Star Wars. George Lucas can so, do whatever so there, the okay, he so wants the- to, with Star Wars and, until he sold it to Disney, obviously, because it's like, <laughs> dude created it, dude financed it. It's his. Yeah. I'm sorry. So you that's don't like st- what that's he still did. the same culture. That's still the same nerd culture thing. Where does this manifest outside of that? In sports, a little bit, perhaps. Well, all yeah. that other stuff gets released done. I mean, how, how, <laughs> like how gaming, many? How, you're welcoming them into the conversation. Like, one of the well, reasons I stopped writing for GGS Gamer was I got tired of posting press releases that were about game dev diaries and crap like that. Like, all of it just this long, drawn out, slow dribble of PR speak to try to keep people salivating over a game that's still eight months away. And it was gross. <laughs> And I guess they want you to feel excited over that length of time, and they feel like, well, if the sites are going to cover it and maybe we put a new video out every couple of months, people will talk about it again. But ultimately what it does is make everybody – we've talked about this before, to your point, Foreman – make everybody feel like the ultimate insider super swami of gaming that knows every single point of everything that's coming out. And it's – they can't handle being wrong. Because their whole online brand is, I know everything coming up. I'm the smartest gamer. I'm the smarter gamer than you. And they can't handle it when they can't predict something. People go nuts when they don't get enough information. So does, like, again, does this does this manifest anywhere outside of this kind of nerd culture stuff? TV and, like, like I mean, and it's all, it's all, it's all guys for the most part. I think you got to write so with like, sports. I think sports is one word because everybody feels guys, like I'm the, again. Co- I'm the coach. I know what's right for this team. I know what's right. You don't have it right. This is what you should be doing with the players. This is what you should be doing with your defense. This is what you should be doing. And they'll go online and they'll spout, like, this guy should be fired. He should be gone. Why are you even letting him coach the team? Are there any on? fandoms where – by and large, people just oh, okay, that sucked, and I never, I just don't do that. Like I, I and then like Tony, you said you know this stuff is is released and is still a process. There's you know either it's the development diaries where we see a game in process, or it's a game service that keeps going forever, or you know a game in development. Um, and like sports, obviously, is an ongoing thing. The team plays again next week, so everybody still wants to yell to try to push towards a win. But like. A movie and a TV show comes out, and it's pretty much done for the most part. Right. We talk um, about it, and then we talk about maybe the, the subsequent episodes. And, and even still, obviously, like, writers and showrunners and actors get harassment. <laughs> so yeah, everywhere where there's a nerd fandom, it keeps happening. But in the, I think the, the point in the game dev process is that there's – because it's such an online audience, it's yeah. – very vitriolic, directly targeted at people who are pretty working pretty hard, probably, you know, pouring way too much effort into a project, often being overworked and all that. And yeah, sure. for something they're passionate about, that they're not trying to intentionally make bad games. I don't think anyone is. And it's just some numbnuts opinion online. So at the end of the day, it doesn't really carry a lot of weight but it in aggregate hearing it for 10 years straight 
why wouldn't you question if you want to keep doing this? Why wouldn't it crush your love of what you do? Like yeah. it's when you like we we have these Nintendo Directs all the time, which we all like because it's information. But we're all treated like we're shareholders all the time. Like everybody's <laughs> talked to like, you know, here's the latest sneak peek of everything that's coming just for you. There's that's been the move since the Internet became this kind of, you know, community social culture. It's you're all part of the conversation all the time. We want to hear from you. We love our fans. We love your opinions. And even if they don't, we all feel like they do. So if it if it turns out that they're not actually listening to us, I understand that people would be upset with that. But also, you had to also understand that they were never actually really listening to us. Is, is, <laughs> is, is, it, is it necessary that it's the community or, or, or in general, or is it the fact that you have this much easier access to communicate with the with the with developers and stuff like you know if you look back before the internet was really big and everything like i remember you'd read gaming mags and you might talk with your two or three friends but that was it you didn't have access to this large megaphone where you could blast something out and then yeah and then particularly if you manage to uh build yourself a platform and you've got five six digits worth of followers and then you start unleashing harassment and 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 stuff then it's just explosive but and a lot of chuckleheads do follow that stuff along and to be fair it is a lot of that kind of macho you know gamergate-esque culture in other spheres too like there there is ugly negative reaction to like you said star wars movies to ghostbusters whatever it is when they feel like it's not for me it must be bad and i just felt like it was was good to see a developer pull, pull that card and play that and say we've like I get it. They're the customers. There's who, there's who we want to play, but we've got to stop acting like they have a seat at this table of <laughs> the people that are actually making the game. We've got to stop kissing their ass and making them, you know, fluffing up so they feel like they get the final say so on everything. And if not, then they will unleash unleash holy hell on everybody. But anyway, that was I just I just like seeing that quote and I would I would hope that like goofs like Spencer and Reggie and all the you know all the people who past and present who have been in those leadership and marketing positions like I hope that weighs on them that when they go out there and kiss ass they're engendering this and and it's just so they can go buy another yacht they don't really care no no not at all (laughs) but uh like no it is that illusion of being weirdly chummy you know Yes. And I once everybody, again, became an expert, became a journalist, we could all give our hot takes, then it, it, it the lines blurred. Your access before was controlled by the journalists who were allowed to write for stuff, who, who were given access, and, like, the people who got into E3. And that's it. That's oh, who heard yeah, things. Yeah, don't, don't bring up the journalists. That's another hated Well, of uh, course now, because they're bad, because I'm the journalist. I'm the expert. <laughs> I should know everything. Well— how about yeah. if we talk about Marvel Avengers for a second? Speaking of bad and wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know. I think, Lasted longer than anybody thought. Yeah, I thought. I think there was a lot of discussion of when is this game going to die. And now we've been given a date. <laughs> September 30th, 2023. It will no longer be getting any patches, any updates, any anything. Uh, basically, so the Winter Soldier. what's playable after that point? So, the developers have said that the single player will work perfectly fine. Sure, sure, I would hope. Anything God. else, we can't guarantee that there might not be quirks along the way or if you encounter <laughs> problems, we won't, be, we won't be fixing them. In other words, what they're trying to tell you is, hey, guys. You're on your own. 
And honestly, if you're still playing Marvel's Avengers Online Multiplayer in the year of our Lord 2023, (laughs) you've got problems. You basically... You need to go (laughs) try something else. You're asking for the Wild West you're about to encounter. Yeah, for yeah. go no, knock yourself out. You're not getting it. But yeah, so, sure, sure. But I mean, I would I would hope that solo would would single player it, it, offline it's mode. It's just would work. funny because this game launched with like you know they had this laundry list of characters they wanted to you know put out. Yeah, how, how much of that actually happened? Because I remember seeing people like, oh, we're data mining it, and oh yeah, they're gonna add you know mega list. So of we whatever's. got Clint Barton. We got. Um, Kate. Like, did they get, like, how deep did they get on that? Well, the first three got stories. Black Panther, Kate, and uh, 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 Clint Barton had story. Like, they there were full stories with it. And then Mighty Thor was basically just dropped as a character, and Winter yeah. Soldier was just dropped as a character, and... Yeah. Spider-Man, same deal. Spider-Man was dropped as a character on the PlayStation, yeah. and that was it. They never, they never did make that not exclusive, did they? No. <laughs> no. That's hilarious. Uh, That's hilarious. So, oh, well. Won't yeah, be missed. It's Goodbye. basically going away, and, you know, I think they said there's a certain point. I think the store is getting turned off soon, and, um, yeah, it's basically there. Well, they, gonna... they need to do, like, what um, Fuser just did and put all the store stuff, like, up for free for the last, uh, last hurrah. Well, yeah. anybody who had uh, the Nintendo 3DS eShop and Marvel's Avengers uh, going dark in the same year on their bingo cards, congratulations, <laughs> you win gaming news. Good job. So, yeah, and Stadia finally went dark Oh, right, as well. another one. Yeah, that yeah. went dark on the 18th of January. Yeah, uh, goodbye. With a whimper. It was funny. Nobody I, noticed. It was funny. I didn't I see it, a whole lot of crying about that, <laughs> it, did it, I? it was really funny because I, I, I had planned to be like, hey, I'm going to jump in before it dies. And I, but Why? I had, but, well, to he, do what? But here's the There's funny, nothing there. But here's the funny thing. I had it marked on my calendar. I, for some reason, I thought it was the end of the month. So all of a sudden, I got but this. Why? This, I, what were you doing? I, you it's, know, not like an, it's not like an MMO is going to die and you can say bye to your friends or anything no, there's wanted, nothing i want to be there's in no a, community I, I there's wanted, no posting i wanted to see what happened if you were in a game when they flipped the switch oh and it's like up but yeah. uh anyways oh, well. yeah it, it turned now the the i will say google went about this in an interesting way because they gave us they gave everybody refunds on anything they shocking bought. honestly shocking yeah that's that's uh, wild I don't know what kind of good guy award they were angling to win by doing that, but I mean, including the hardware, gave you money back. Yeah, the hardware, 100%. everything. I don't, I don't understand. I, you know, even I don't though you, how they how they did that, even though you may have been using this the entire time, they gave you your money back. Yeah, because yeah. everybody who I heard use one said it was the greatest thing that's ever happened to their lives as gamers. All twelve of them. <laughs> so, uh, and they put out a guide and released a patch that will put this. You can put the controller into Bluetooth mode, so you can use it as a Bluetooth controller for your tablet or. Yeah, you were using that before, but it was hardwired. Is yes, cable. Yes, oh, it was awful, it was, terrible. It was, I would never. Ca- it was cabled up. So now it's blue. So I, so I guess I could use that for like my Steam Deck or something. But yeah. nah, it's in a box. Forget it. So I, I I thought it was a neat gesture that they they didn't have to do that. They already gave you your money back. I don't know, you know, but I mean, you know, if you have, I mean, you probably got one of these lying around, possibly if you bought the console. So it gives you something to do with it instead of throwing. Uh, statistic, instead of, statistically, listener, you do not have one of these lying around. <laughs> well, let's put it this way: I'm glad they did this instead of most people just throwing them in the landfill. How about that? Because mm, mm. that's where a lot of these are probably destined to end up. So hey, you can patch it and use it as a Bluetooth controller. Mm-hmm. Hey, make use of it. Don't throw it in the trash, please. Mm-hmm. We already got enough problems with the environment. Please. Don't, don't, <laughs> Don't throw Me it in too. the trash. 
You know, so I like I said, commendable. Another neat little thing they did after doing everything else. It's okay. The service didn't work out. We'll give you your money back. And hey, you can keep using this controller for something. Super weird. All of it, <laughs> it, it start is. to finish. Yeah, so I don't weird. remember. I don't remember. Oh yeah, giving you your money back. I don't remember Nintendo giving me my money back. <laughs> yeah. Anytime these things have crashed and burned, stop supporting the Wii U. No one got a refund. Right. Yeah. It's, it's my virtual it's boy definitely... is still kicking, baby. <laughs> uh, let's give away a game, shall we? You know, speaking of fan communities, the perfect game to give away this week is Fury Unleashed. And you can <laughs> cash in this code on your Steam device of choice and play at your leisure. Here is your free game code of the week. Fury Unleashed. I-8-W-Y-Q-8-B-4-C-Y-P-C-N-G-W. Bush. Fury Unleashed. So we come to one last thing where everybody gets a chance to throw some love, throw some shade. It's something they want to talk about. I am going to skip right to Foreman because he has something that is near and dear to my heart. Well, you know, I want to talk about Burnout Paradise. Oh, okay. let's talk. Okay. Let's talk. It's time. You have so, my ear. You have I, my ear. Um, it's been uh, at least three episodes. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, My nieces got it for their Switch, right? Because okay. it was on sale. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, we can play online. It's, you know, easy drive. We can, you know, meet up and, and, and you know, drive the cars around because um, I have it on Switch, too. Um, and so we got we, you know, they started playing it. They played like, you know, one race and then like, OK, let's join games. And OK, that was a little funky because Nintendo's not quite sure they want people to be playing games online with each other still yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we got it <laughs> in. We're at that, too. Right, we're we're in the same thing, and I will be damned if I could figure out how to do anything online, except for just a your regular old garden variety race. Like, why can I not start the race where we have to bash the you know the other enemy cars? Why? Oh yeah, that one. Yeah. Why can't I do the marked man race? Why is it just the regular straight vanilla race? Um, why can't I find the challenges you can do with two players? All that stuff. Like I remember playing this years ago when I was but a small boy and <laughs> I just jumped into other people's games and it was like, okay, we're all the, the challenges, you know, we all got to get to the, to the baseball. Cause you need to have like eight people in the baseball field to get a trophy. And we all did that, you know, but this is me hosting a game. Why could I not turn on any of that stuff? So I go looking into it online, and I found literally years of the same question and complaint going all the way back to the original release. I'm reading forum posts from 2009 with players who are like, I got together with my friend, but how do we do anything besides just racing? It looks like I can toggle (laughs) left or right, but there's no, no, no other options. Nothing comes up. So... I'm at a loss. I don't know what to, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. What we're supposed to do, uh, but it, this has apparently been confusing for ever, and I can't believe that sucks so bad. That's awful. Wow. And Joe has never played it online, so he has nothing. I, to add. Yeah, you know, I've never played it. Uh, at least the Switch. <laughs> well, let's put it this way: the Switch version, I have not played online. It's the, the same. It's the same thing. It's everything. Okay. I'm going back to 2008. There was no Switch in 2008. Just bad everywhere. Wow. That's in. Wow. Huh. Nothing to do with the Switch. Yeah, I think, and, and to be honest, like, when it got to the Xbox One and stuff, I don't think I was even trying, because I couldn't find anybody that really cared about Burnout Paradise as much as I did, so. 
I played it a lot on the 360, and we did like like a lot of goofy stuff with stunts. But yeah, I don't remember. I think I just remember us doing straight races in it. Well, look, I bought it around holiday last year too. So if you check in on the Switch, hey, good, you'll probably find like a brand new like gaggle of people who bought it for like three dollars on sale, and they're just (laughs) dying to find somebody to play online with. I just don't understand. We should play some. We should play some Switch. Burnout, burnout. <laughs> one, straight and up like race, when, and when you turn it race. on, when you activate it, when you activate multiplayer mode for the first time, you get a nice little soundbite from DJ Automica saying that you can you can do all this stuff. You can do marked man. You can do aggression races. You can do all this stuff. And I'm like, how, buddy? How? There's no menu for it. <laughs> Nothing. Now you Weird. make me want to go in and dig into it now. Right? Let's find this the... out. Because yeah, really I felt, interesting. I felt bad for my nieces. Bad design. All my nieces were doing was just racing, and it was just like, that's not, like, you can't even add, like, any bot cars in the race. It's just me and her. Huh. You know? It's two of us are racing. And yeah. I, I opened up my room, and then two other people did join. I had four people, which I believe on Switch, four is the maximum. <laughs> You're com- done. You're maxing com- out. Compared yeah. to eight on, uh, you know... 15 years ago uh, when online was better, I guess. Um, So, I mean, there were four of us and four of us did a race and that was nice to have other people around, but like, you're kidding me on this? All we can do is just race from one point of the map to the other and not even have robot cars to bash yeah, with? I, I'm i trying to remember. I think we I don't know, man. Did Turn it on. I have it on PlayStation places. 2. I know you don't have it on Switch, but I have it on PlayStation 2, and I'll bet it's the exact same damn problem. I have it on PlayStation, I believe, and I have it on Xbox, and I have it on Switch. Well, you know what? Maybe we'll tr- – and this is – you know, I'm doing it remastered. Maybe you, for one of your streams – if you wanted, if you wanted to do a stream to try to figure this out, <laughs> oh, this is great on PlayStation. Content. Tony, I Tony's see. like, I'm in to watch. This I want to see. I want to see us figure this out because I was disappointed. I love watching you guys get frustrated at menus and poor design. <laughs> ah, that is my All content. The while Guns sweet and spot. Roses crap is playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> right, Tony. How about you? I would like to dedicate a little bit of time this week and my one last thing to Fire Emblem Engage. (gasps) The hot new thing from Nintendo? The hottest new thing from Nintendo. Mm -hmm. So I I, I played the first few chapters and uh, Fire Emblem Engage, you know, I went into it a little worried. And Mm -hmm. some of what I loved about Three Houses, which I talked about a lot on the show, was the variety of play options, right? The different storylines and the cheesy teen angst angle of it. So Mm. that pulled me in, right? And this game, knowing coming in, it isn't promising three different variations on the story. So I was, I was worried that the, also that the emblem battle mechanic might be gimmicky. Like, like the emblems, like some of them learning that they were coming via street pass. It's like an internal amiibo in this world, you know? (laughs) So the answer seems to be, Kind of, right? So so you can equip the emblem heroes to anyone on your team and build out bonds for different stat bonuses and stuff. And people get cute Sailor Moon transformations and costume changes once they merge. So that's that's cute, and they put a lot of effort into it. But I knew going in that there were going to be some familiar themes, at least, in the game that I played last time. And the character design, I thought, looked good. Um, so I'm still hoping that, you know, like five or so chapters in, that the game has enough depth story-wise to make it feel as full as Three Houses did. Because I played that game for like nine months straight. Oh, yeah, man. Okay. And I just lapped it up because you can enjoy it in many different ways. You have the different houses, the different student relationships. You can trade steel team members from other folks. The Ashen Wolves DLC came in at, at some point, and I played that to death again. 
So it was very replayable, and I'm still early and engaged, and I'm I'm enjoying it. It looks really sharp, and I'm enjoying like the the big like capital letters big drama of the story so far. Sure, sure. Um, but even just a few, like even just a few chapters in, so I'm excited to see where it goes, and I, I am enjoying it. But I, I you know I, at some point the expansion pass is going to do that fourth phase thing with another storyline and all that. Um, but yeah, so far, like, Three Houses brought me into the series, right? And I never cared a lick about anything Fire Emblem until that. And I bought Engage day one, and I'm enjoying it. And my, my daughter started a file, so playing along together with our separate files is fun because we can fawn over the character design and talk about the story as we go. And I'm digging it. So it, it is admittedly gimmicky, but that is just the conceit of the battles this time, and I started to kind of reconcile it. It's like... Pokemon always does some goofy new power-up variation each gen now. This time, there are crystals. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. The the engage thing hasn't distracted me from what I enjoyed about the combat. It's just a mechanic this time. More on that to come. But Foreman, you did yours. That leaves our buddy, Joseph Haygood. All right. I'm going to throw out Marvel Midnight Suns, which I've been playing through. And I am not normally a card battler guy. You know, this not is, not uh, not known to be. Uh, I you know I went into this thinking it. For it was, some this reason. is like a weird mix of a card ballad or an XCOM, yeah. Yeah, it's so weird because like I thought it was, I thought it was like an XCOM thing. So I'm like, all right, turn based battles gonna. You have thought a, it was pure XCOM. I, I'm thinking like I'm thinking like Marvel Ultimate Alliance meets XCOM. This is gonna be great. And then the the first tutorial is like, so here's your card. I'm like, wait, what? Here's oh, no. your cards. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, wait, what? Here like, you go, nerd. I'm like, what's happening now? Why why do I have cards? <laughs> Spider-Man but, has the web walking ability and he's a seven five. But seven I attack, have, five defense. So I have tap been, him to defend somebody. I have been playing it and I'm getting into it. It takes a little <laughs> bit. It's it's not exactly what I was looking for. But <laughs> the reason I have enjoyed playing this thing is at the end of each mission, it creates a comic book cover for you, right? Right. And it's like, you know, it'll have the heroes you used in the battle. It'll put, like, the text, and it'll have a banner. has a little price logo in the corner, you know, a little UPC bar that you can – and you can edit this entire cover. And this is bad because I find myself spending, like, 25, 30 minutes goofing around. Like, no, I'm going to tweak this pose. I'm going to tweak this pose a little bit. going to put a different background in, change the stinger, do that. And I'm like, I need to be playing the game. This is taking way too long. I'm doing this. This, is, this shouldn't be what I'm spending time on. But I'm just enjoying the stupid comic book editor so much. It's so dumb. How can I see these these things that you're posting? I can share them to you, actually. I can How put come them on you Twitter. have not shared them at all? I, you know, I don't know because I'm not always the smartest guy in the shed. Sometimes. <laughs> like, why, don't, why don't you share? Because I'll be honest, I have not seen a single person post a picture of their fun Marvel comic from this game. No, you well, texted us about this. Not it sounds one. cute. Post and, one. And here's the thing. I found out the last time I played... You could actually just go into the photo booth and just make comic book covers without even waiting for the end mission. You know, the end of the mission. I was like, oh, this is bad. I didn't need to find this. I might just come in here and spend two hours making dumb covers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So, And it's just because uh, partially it's also like this weird roster. It's like we've got, you know, top tier talent like Ileana Rasputin, a.k.a. Magic. You know, that's somebody everybody's heard of, right? I mean, I, I can't fault them for going for a deeper bench than yeah. than uh, Marvel's, Marvel's Avengers, Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> or here's, here's, or Marvel's Avengers plus whatever just premiered on Disney Plus. <laughs> 
So I mean, so I can't it, fault them for that. I know, and, and I know, Foreman, you're like a big guy. You do a lot of these card battles. I am a like big you guy. Were, you were just talking like Inscription, which I think is a card game like that too. Oh, right? Inscription's so good. See, and I looked at oh, it and I was it's like, so good. It's so funny. You talked about that thing endlessly, and I saw it was on sale, and I looked at it and I was like, oh, this is a card battle. I don't know if I want to deal with this. And oh, here I, I am, starting is, to slowly fall into like introduction so to much card more. battle. It is so much more. Oh, yeah. I, that's the thing. But I looked at it and I was like, ah, this doesn't yeah, look like my they're head. hiding a lot from you, just so you know. Okay, but I'm trying. I am genuinely trying to to get through it. Number one, because man, that game was like, I was so mad. I bought that game for seventy dollars, went on sale the next week. Yeah, for like forty for like yeah. forty one, and I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah, that's like uh, we were just talking about uh, Gotham Knights. That game's down to thirty dollars on Xbox right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I saw I saw it went back up to full price on Steam, and I'm like, who are you guys kidding? Y'all had that half price a month ago. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Come on! It was on sale again on on PlayStation now, like for forty instead of thirty, and yeah, yeah, that was a very strange fall where a whole bunch of brand new releases like that and Midnight Suns and um, yeah, literally and, like and I Plague Tale. Plague Tale was was like it was... They, 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 you you soak the base, you you, you soak the pre orders, you let two weeks go by where all the uh, all the FOMO nerds have to buy it. And then, whew, let's drop the price for the normies. 30 bucks. And, and, and the funny thing was, like, Marvel Midnight Suns, I'm waiting, like, on the Xbox. I'm, like, waiting for, like, two weeks. Uh, maybe this is going to be, like, a flash sale, whatever. And I get to that last day. I was like, all right, it's not going to go on sale. I'm just going to use some of my credit to buy it. Literally the next day, it's like, hey, did you miss out? It's, it's the missed out on 2022 end of year sale. <laughs> and what's the first game in the list? Marvel Midnight Sun, $41. And I was like, you son of a yeah, it's so angry. <laughs> so Midnight angry. Suns, won't you come mm. and wash Midnight's away the away rain? Mind. But uh, that's going to do it for episode 474, I think. Unless, unless you have any more Burnout Paradise talk. No, <laughs> no, no. Okay. Going once. Uh, until twice. next time, we're out of here. Bye, y'all. Thanks for listening. Say hi at rest.tv slash discord. Follow you like the worst stuff on Facebook or find us on Twitter at the worst podcast. You can support the show at patreon.com slash worst stuff. And thank you. If you do music provided by Eric Matias of SoundImage.org. until next time game over. The 2023 my Nintendo calendar 12 months stock character art from the same three games? You like the worst stuff.